My name is Nancy Farrow, also known as Mama Lou, and I'm the founder of Epic Experience. Epic Experience mission is to empower adult cancer survivors and thrivers to live beyond cancer. I hope that as you listen to Campfires of Hope, Living Beyond Cancer, you find hope, healing, and empowerment. Through stories and education, we aim to guide those impacted by cancer, and more importantly, offer love and support to anyone out there who needs it. This is Beyond Cancer. Hello, everyone. Today, we are going to be talking about navigating disability insurance. And I have Joanna Morales, the CEO of Triage Cancer with us. Thank you very much, Joanna, for joining us. It's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Let's start off by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Well, I am a cancer rights attorney by training. So I've spent the better part of my legal career helping people navigate all the legal issues that come up after a cancer diagnosis. And most of the time, those are things that you don't think of as legal issues, like accessing insurance, taking time off work, getting health insurance, financial issues, but all of those issues are actually rooted in the law. And so teaching people how they can get through those issues uh, is what I've spent my time doing. I never knew there was such a thing. That is really cool. So another thing I like to ask people right off the bat is one fun fact about yourself just to kind of let us get to know you a little better. Well, I like to travel and I've actually been to all 50 states and five of seven continents. Oh, that is awesome. My husband and I have yeah. kind of a running tally of how many states we have not gotten 50. Congratulations. That's awesome. It took, it took some effort to get to certain states, but thanks. Definitely. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about triage cancer and what inspired you to create it in the first place? Triage Cancer is a national nonprofit organization that provides free education on all of the legal and practical issues that come up for both individuals who are diagnosed with cancer and their caregivers. And we do that through free educational events that we host in person across the country uh, as well as online. And then we also provide free educational materials and resources to help people navigate those issues. And we founded Triage Cancer specifically because we felt like there was a gap in the cancer community, that we wanted to reach underserved communities with education. And as we started traveling around the country, taking education into some underserved communities, we realized that everybody is underserved when it comes to these particular issues. And so we wanted to expand education and to really help people deal with these issues without having to lose their jobs or lose their insurance or lose their homes even if they didn't have the right information to be able to navigate uh, these issues and make the right decisions for them. Would you say disability insurance is one of the primary focus points of what you do? Yeah, so we definitely spend a lot of time helping people navigate disability insurance. 
when someone's diagnosed, we often think that the three issues that come up most often for people are navigating health insurance, employment issues, and then how do you deal with your financial situation after a cancer diagnosis? And if you're having to take time off work, either for a short or longer period of time, disability insurance is the primary way where you Hmm. can replace those lost wages. And most people don't really uh, proactively go and purchase disability insurance the way that we might for health insurance or even life insurance. So helping people understand what their options are, uh, whether it's through their employer or in other ways, uh, can help people manage their financial situation a little bit better. So just to make sure everyone's clear, what is disability insurance as opposed to health insurance or the different kinds of insurance someone might have? That's a great clarifying question. So disability insurance is money that you get each month to replace your wages if you have to take time off work based on your medical condition. So it usually doesn't pay you your full salary rate. It can pay somewhere between 45 and 90% of your income. Usually, very rarely do we see disability insurance policies paying out at 100% of your regular salary rate. But I'm sure, I mean, in that situation, every bit helps, I would think. Absolutely. Especially if you're having to take unpaid leave, because some of the laws that provide protections, like the Family and Medical Leave Act, it's unpaid leave. Hmm. So if you're taking that time off work for your own medical condition, then disability insurance is what can step in and help pay you for that time off. So in relation to a cancer diagnosis, what are some situations where someone might need to use disability insurance? Um, as part of their situation, their recovery? So there's short-term disability insurance and there's long-term disability insurance. Short-term disability insurance is typically for medical conditions that last six months to a year, whereas long-term disability insurance is for medical conditions that are going to last a year or longer. So when we're talking about short-term disability insurance, even if you just need to take a week or two off of work, a short-term disability plan might be able to step in and help pay you if you don't have access to paid time off. And in the United States, in most cities and states, people don't actually have access to paid sick leave uh, by law. So if your employer is giving you sick leave, it's usually as an employee benefit, not because they're required to do that under the law. So if you don't have any sick time, then again, disability insurance might be a way to pay you if you need to take that time off. Well, and I never knew it could be something as short really as a week or something like that. I guess I've always thought of it in terms of the long term. Yeah, their short term disability plans can be very flexible, but the rules are specific based on the type of short term disability plan that we're Mm -hmm. talking about. Yeah, interesting. Now, let's say somebody is diagnosed with cancer. Can they at that point go and purchase disability assurance once they realize how debilitating chemo is going to be or whatever the situation happens to be? So when we're talking about private disability insurance, which is sold by a private insurance company, those insurance companies are allowed to take into consideration your medical conditions, including any pre-existing conditions like a cancer diagnosis. Hmm. So the pre-existing condition protections that exist in the health insurance arena under the Affordable Care Act don't exist in the context of disability insurance or even life insurance. So you still have to go through what's called medical underwriting, where they look at all your medical records and they decide if you're too risky to insure. 
So depending on when you were diagnosed, the type of cancer you have, uh, and some other factors, they'll determine whether or not they'll give you a disability insurance policy. But usually we see that if you're further out from diagnosis, you have better chances of getting access to a policy. But unfortunately, they are allowed to deny you based on a pre-existing condition. So that's why it's so important to buy the insurance before you need it. Uh, but as I mentioned, most people in the United States don't do that for disability insurance. Is it because they they just don't think about it? Or is it really expensive? Like, is it prohibitively expensive so they don't? It doesn't have to be expensive. I think if you live in larger states where there are more companies selling policies, there's more competition. And so monthly premiums could be lower. But it's more that people just don't proactively think about it. Um, I think that also could be true of long-term care insurance. So if you ever need to stay in a nursing home, having long-term care insurance is the way to pay for that. But most people don't proactively buy that. Right. And you also mentioned that the the farther someone out is out from a diagnosis, there might be a better chance of getting it. Do you mean, you know, if they were diagnosed in 2000 and now we're talking 2010, that there might be a better chance of them getting the insurance? Okay. Yes. So, and obviously it depends on the type of cancer and maybe the stage of diagnosis um, or the stage of cancer at diagnosis. So the Mm -hmm. details are going to be specific to the individual. And unfortunately there's no way to kind of shop for the insurance except to shop for it. So you actually have to contact the insurance agency in your state, find all the companies that sell plans in your state and then contact them one by one to see if they'll actually give you the policy. Okay. And we talked about long-term versus short-term. Are there other types of disability insurance in addition to just just the duration? Yeah. So I mentioned private disability insurance is where you go and buy it directly from an insurance company. But you can also get private disability insurance through an employer as an employee benefit, Mm -hmm. where an employer gives it to you, like maybe the way they give you health insurance. So in those cases, the employer is usually paying the monthly premium and A lot of times I've asked people, do you have access to that at work? And they say, no, I don't have that. And I send them back to their employee manual. And it turns out that they do have access to either a short-term or a long-term disability policy at work. But it was just a piece of paper they signed on their first day of work. And then they forgot all about it because the employer is the one that pays the premiums. Right. So it's definitely worth taking a look to see if that's something that your employer offers. Is with the affordable care act and, and shopping around, is that something, if you were to go to the marketplace that somebody could find listed there is disability? No, no, unfortunately, no. So the marketplaces are really meant for health insurance. And then some plans also offer dental or vision, uh, but disability insurance isn't something that you're going to find on the marketplace. Okay. In general, and I know every case is different, but is it difficult to get approved for disability insurance? It can be, and it really depends on the type of disability insurance that we're talking about. So usually with private disability insurance, it's a lower standard of disability. So if you have a medical condition that is going to keep you out of work for a, a period of time, then you're, you're more likely to qualify for those benefits right away. There might be a seven-day waiting period or even a two-week waiting period before benefits will start, but that's a more streamlined process. But there are two other types of disability insurance. So 
in a handful of states. And by a handful, I just mean five in Puerto Rico. So it's California, New York, New Jersey, Rhode Island, and Hawaii that offer state disability insurance. Uh And in those states, you're paying into the system through your payroll taxes. And most of those states' plans are short-term plans. So they last six months to a year, depending on the state. And that's also a very low bar to getting access to those benefits. So uh, it doesn't have a very high standard of disability. And then there's the two federal long-term disability programs that have the highest standard of disability in all the laws and programs that we talk about. Hmm. So you really have to show that you have a serious medical condition that's expected to last a year or longer. And that medical condition keeps you from working your current job and really any job you've had for the last 15 years. Wow. So I sometimes wonder how anyone actually qualifies for those benefits. because That's a pretty high standard to meet, but people do. Unfortunately, with those programs, it is very hard to get access to benefits because mm-hmm. 65% of applications get denied the first time around. So oh, just off the bat. Yeah. So both those programs are run through the Social Security Administration. And because of that very strict standard, most people don't get through on the first try. Hmm. Is the burden on the individual to prove, for lack of a better word, how disabled they are? Absolutely. So when you apply for disability benefits, and this really pertains to any type of disability insurance, the individual has to share as much information as possible about their medical condition that explains why they need to take time off work. And so it's less about having the medical condition and more about how that medical condition affects your ability to do your job. That's how they want to see the information framed. And is this where a lawyer might come in to help? Lawyers could be helpful in the process, but I get asked a lot, do I have to hire an attorney to apply for disability benefits? And I think absolutely not. You don't. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you can describe your medical condition and all the symptoms you're experiencing and maybe even more than just physical side effects that you might be experiencing, it's the t- kind of the totality of the circumstance, as we say in the law. So it's all the things that might be impacting you. And maybe one of those things would be small or not enough to keep you from doing your job, but it's mm-hmm. all the things together that sort of tip you over the edge from saying, I I can't do my job anymore and I need to take this time off. And therefore I should get access to the disability benefits. Where would someone go to learn all the things that they should put into their brief, (laughs) to their, to their argument? You know, how do you find out all the things that you should and can include in that? We always recommend talking to your healthcare team. And anytime you're applying for disability benefits, this, letting your healthcare team know that can be very helpful mm-hmm. because they're going to provide the documents that are going to back up what you're saying in your application. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of individuals diagnosed with cancer underreport their symptoms and their side effects. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it might, you might not tell the doctor about every side effect that you're experiencing, but when you do that, they document it, they put it in your medical record. And that's what's going to get sent to the Social Security Administration or to your disability insurance company. And so making sure that you're 
telling your healthcare team about the side effects that you're experiencing can help create, unfortunately, a paper trail of what you're experiencing so that when you go to apply, it isn't like you just came up with all your symptoms and side effects today. And so your healthcare team can also, you know, provide additional documentation. They can write letters that explain your medical condition and how it impacts your ability to work so that it's not just your medical record. Hmm. I want to go back to the five states. So people who are employed in those five states are paying into this just by the fact that they have payroll taxes. Is that right? Yes. So every every state has slightly different rules about which employers pay in or require you to pay into the system and whether or not it's the employee that's paying in or it's the employer paying in on behalf of the employee. And then in some states, you both pay in. Um, but yeah, so generally... If you work in those states, you have access to those benefits. There are some exceptions, like if you work for the federal government, but live in one of those states, you don't pay into those systems. Interesting. So how would someone in one of those states then, okay, they find themselves in this situation. How do they go about accessing what they've now been, what they have been paying into? So all of those states have state agencies that oversee those programs you can actually find the contact information for those state agencies on the triagecancer.org website. We have a map of state resources uh, that kind of help people figure out exactly who they should be talking to for different types of benefits. Uh, So that information is there and you can usually just apply online. Some states you can apply over the phone um, or even fill out a paper application if you don't have internet access. And then for all of the rest of the states, is there a federal agency that you would contact if you've been paying into it? So from a short-term disability option, there there isn't one that exists at the federal level. If you want to apply for the two federal long-term disability programs that are run through the Social Security Administration, you could start there. And so the website is ssa.gov. And then uh, there are two different programs. So The Supplemental Security Income Program is based on your income level and having a low income and resource level. And then Social Security Disability Insurance, which is SSDI, is a program that you pay into, again, through your Social Security retirement taxes. Is it possible that someone could continue working and receive or collect disability benefits? It is possible. The rules are different depending on which type of disability insurance we're talking about. But imagine if you needed to work part-time instead of full-time. So that reduction in hours could significantly impact your income. If you have a private disability insurance policy, they might allow for you to actually get paid the balance of the hours that you aren't working anymore. Hmm. So it is possible for that to happen. Now, the all-important question When it comes to marshmallows over a campfire, slow and steady or flame and crispy? Definitely flame and crispy. I am with you 100% on that. Now, I'm wondering if there's anything I haven't asked you that you would want to share with someone specifically with a cancer diagnosis in relation to this disability insurance. I think there's two things I would want to make sure people understand. It's first, don't take no for an answer. Hmm. So if you do get denied, appeal. All the types of disability insurance I mentioned have appeals processes that 
you can go through to say, no, look, I really do have a pretty serious medical condition and I am not able to do my job. So this is why I need access to the benefits and people are much more likely to get access if they go through the appeals process. Hmm. And then I think the second thing I would say is be conscious about disclosure. And the reason I mentioned this is we have seen a couple of instances where uh, individuals have gotten access to disability insurance and then have participated in cancer community events or other types of events and then posted about those things on social media. And then the disability insurance company sees those things posted on social media and then takes away benefits because they're looking at those pictures and they're saying, well, you look like you're able to work. So you don't need access to disability benefits. Um, And so we have a couple of resources on our website that can help people kind of think through some of those decisions to make conscious disclosure decisions and uh, make sure that they're not losing access to benefits. Wow. Social media strikes again. It, it can, there are pros and cons. I'm telling you what, I'm wondering about the appeals process since you brought that up. How long does it usually take? And I know every case is different, but is there a, a range usually? When we're talking about social security, unfortunately, it can take up to years. Oh, wow. Um, and that depends on the state that you live in and where the hearings are happening just because they're horribly backlogged. Uh, So it's important to not give up on the process because once they approve you, you're owed back benefits. So you don't want to sort of, even though it's a painful process, you don't want to give up on it because you might be owed quite a bit of money uh, by the time they finally approve your application. Wow. Interesting. Well, thank you so much. This has been enlightening to me. I I did not know the answer to most of these questions, so I really appreciate it. And if anyone has any questions, I'm guessing they can go to your website. Is it, what's the, is it triage? Triagecancer.org is our website. We also have a legal and financial navigation program where if individuals have personal questions based on their situation that they can't find the answer to, they can talk one-on-one with our staff to get information um, that's specific to them. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you being with us today. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Campfires of Hope, Living Beyond Cancer. For more information about Epic Experience and our programs or to donate, please visit our website at epicexperience.org. Music for this podcast is provided by Moonshiner Collective. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us so we can share our story with more people. Also, be sure to subscribe wherever you get podcasts so you'll know when new episodes are released. We hope you come back and join us for our next episode. Father time.